0: Don't you dare put that in the intro either. I'm, I'm sorry, folks. I had no idea turkeys could not fly. I swear to God, as God is my witness, I thought turkeys could fly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the humanity. <laughs>
1: Back to not so southern gentlemen. I'm Ricky. I'm Sean. And today we are joined by the best stories uh, the 2017 has to offer so far,
0: which really isn't much.
1: It really isn't much, but uh, hey, no. why not start off the year with a great attitude? <laughs> Speaking of a great attitude of positivity, there's a lot of talk of death in Hollywood now. I'm not. I'm not talking about last year all the deaths. I'm talking about Star Wars Rogue One has sparked a conversation. And it's it's a good conversation to have. Now in Rogue One, spoilers if you haven't seen it yet, guys. But hey, we're it's been out there a little while. There are some actors. <clears throat> one actor in particular is resurrected uh, for a role in Rogue One. Of course, uh, we're talking Grand Moff Tarkin, Peter Cushing, who died twenty plus years ago, is in the film as a as the character Grand Moff Tarkin, and. They sought consent from the family. They okayed everything. If They said if it internally, if it doesn't look right, they're going to do something different. Looked fine. Absolutely great. As a fan, love to see it. Now, the conversation in Hollywood is, of course, what do actors do about studios using that actor's image, performance, sound after their passing? What's your opinion on this, Sean?
0: I didn't even think about that. I I honestly thought you were going to... Oh, are they going to put Carrie Fisher in episode 9? Well, now
1: we do know the answer to that already because uh, Carrie Fisher actually joked about years ago like there was a roast for um, uh, George Lucas. There was a roast for George Lucas and she mentioned that he had her likeness copyrighted in perpetuity. So... Lucasfilm actually has those main characters. They signed over their likenesses, of course, due to the toys and stuff like that. Now, she may have been referring to uh, the actual toy likeness and that kind of thing, which, in media, uh, as, as we were taught by Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back, whenever you change different media, that's a different license. So Correct. She may, he may have the toy license for her likeness. He may not have had the video image rights to her likeness. Now, that doesn't really matter for much, except for right. it starts being a thing that we are so far into computers that uh, is CGI and, and things like that, this could be a, an issue. Uh, you could... If th- Eventually, you may not need the actor. Right. Well, I mean, that that's the whole point. At, at some point in the future, it may be completely, if there were no laws or no protections for it, for somebody to just make a movie out of thin air in a computer like, like the digital movies we have now, but with the likenesses of living and former living people in those movies, which to you and me, that's not a big deal but people who base their livelihood on on acting kind of a big deal and especially for those people's families very
0: true um i don't know man that's kind of odd i would say as long as the studio contacts the family and the family is you know obviously uh paid what that actor would be paid i mean i I would definitely want some some money out of it obviously as you referred to earlier, I want my movie check. <laughs> I want Silent my mother grabbing movie back.
1: check. Yes. You didn't get your movie check either. That's right. But now he is going to get his Batman movie check. So Yes, he is. I just wanted to hit, uh, in other news, Voltron is not here yet. And I just wanted to say that. And on to other news. Um, do you like Key and Peele? Yes, I was. Uh,
0: well, I, I watch their skits. I don't watch them as a you know a show, but their skits get broke up and thrown on Facebook and all over the place on social media. So it's fairly easy to watch the skits that you enjoy.
1: Yeah, and I'm pretty much the same way. I've seen I've seen quite a few episodes of the show, but it's you know time slotted. It's you know not where I can just sit down and plan my day to watch. And so I've caught them online or skits like you. And these guys are are really, really up my alley. Really funny, especially um, Key's uh, uh, angry interpreter for the president is hilarious. The one yes. they just put out the other day, I was rolling in the in the floor. Um, but uh, Key is going to be in Shane Black's Predator movie. I don't know how I feel about that.
0: <laughs> well, he's probably he's probably a well rounded actor and can pull off a role like that. You know, he could play somebody like the wild card or whatever that's on the team. I don't know. But it'll be interesting to watch his role in that type of film.
1: Yeah, and the comparison I heard was... uh, uh, I think Kevin Smith was talking about uh, Paul Reiser in the Aliens movie. And I was like, well, okay. Well, yeah. I guess guess it'll work. If If he's a good actor, he's fine. It's all fine. It's just it's just kind of funny on the face of it I don't know it could be like you know the first time you heard Robert Downey Jr.'s Iron Man you're like what
0: that's true but that was I mean he is Tony Stark so he already kind of encapsulated that character without well, even knowing but it but we
1: said that ironically he was the bad part of Tony Stark from Hollywood he, we didn't know he could pull off the good part of Tony Stark yet this is true um, and then uh, we've got news on recent another recent movie coming out, Doctor Strange got announced that uh, it's going to go digital on February 14th, and Blu-ray is going to be released on the 28th. 80 minutes of extra features and bonus material, uh, behind-the-scenes featurettes, deleted scenes. And the uh, the mockumentary they put out at Comic Con, the Team Thor, is going to be on this disc, and uh, I'm I'm really glad to uh, see that they're putting that kind of thing back in there. I really miss the Marvel one shots, but uh eh, kind of don't. I mean, you kind of forget about them now.
0: Yeah, I can't wait to see that uh, that Team Thor. That was hilarious. Uh, uh, I'd like to watch that again, and the audio commentary for this. Uh, I find myself every now and then I'll, I'll watch the full audio commentary over a movie. I believe this is one I may do that because I would like to know how they did some of the things that they did. That How the actors reacted to certain scenes or how the director even thought of some of these scenes will be really interesting to hear their uh, what they have to say about it.
1: Disney tease, uh, Disney released teasers for Big Hero Six and the new Spider-Man cartoon they're putting out on Disney XD, which uh, I can't wait for a new sequel to Big Hero Six. And which I
0: still haven't seen. I'm so sorry. Oh my gosh! I'm going to. All right, dude. Moving on. I came up with a question that I called you earlier. We discussed it briefly. Do you believe DC is darker than Marvel? Yes or no.
1: Well, it depends on your definition of darker. I mean, what what are we? What, what's the nitty gritty we're trying to get to here? Are they a better we're, produced, we're hardcore, hard boiled uh, company, or are you just saying that they're less shiny, hopeful?
0: I'm saying they're definitely less shiny, hopeful. Um, many of their stories, you know, are about cities that are on the brink of ruin. You know, Gotham's always about to get blown up or something like that. The, we have Suicide Squad, not really your normal superhero type uh, comic book. You have Batman, and pretty much anything Batman touches is super dark, gritty, uh, contains bunches of violence. I don't know. Um, when I think of like a dark comic book, I would think more of a DC over Marvel And the the whole reason I even ask is because, in my opinion, if DC is darker, then why do they translate so well to animation and not to the big screen? But on the same hand, Marvel translates great to the screen. But other than a few of their animation, they, they really don't do that great. I mean, you can take five dc animation movies and five marvel and i i guarantee you put it head to head with anything out of the marvel universe and i'll pick all the dcs what what makes them translate so much better to the animation than marvel
1: i'm not quite sure i agree with all of that all of the marvel animated movies i've seen i've liked i mean the dc movies are arguably better movies but, I mean, I've liked the Marvel ones as well. Well, I'm not saying they're bad. I'm, not, I'm just saying... Well, I mean, we kind of did. We're, we were saying that uh, uh, Marvel can't make a good animated movie, whereas DC knocks one out of the park every time. And I don't think that's exactly true. Uh, I think DC does a better job of animating their movies. They look better. And there's more media. They are pushed better in media and get better better performance. As opposed to the overall God Mode look of Marvel DC, Marvel is a bit more of the bright, shiny future. And DC has always been more of the dark, gritty past. Um, and, you know, just look at your your top five Marvel characters, your top five DC characters. Even, even Superman isn't so shiny anymore. I mean, just look at... Uh, Man of Steel or um, Batman versus Superman. It, he's not a shiny penny, and whereas Marvel, I don't know, Marvel's doing some different stuff here lately. Like of course the Captain America uh, switch to where he's an agent of um, Hydra. Hydra, yeah. I don't know. Right. It's just all it it just has that feeling that Marvel's happy go lucky, DC is dark and 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 gritty, and of course that's mainly because when you think DC you think Batman, of course. Uh, Punisher would be more the Marvel, the Marvel experience with that. A lot of I know that in my experiences with comic book shops in the past, somebody who liked Batman would always also be talking about what's going on with the Punisher at that time. So, I, very I think, true. I think it is a thing, and I like it. I mean, it's just it's just whatever you're in the mood for. So, I'm Absolutely. not. I don't have a problem with that. But yeah, I, I think that's that. Just is overall true. Of course you could pick out examples of where one's different, where they're complete opposite, but
0: I'm sure it was just something that, uh, you know, I was thinking about us flipping, uh, through Hulu or Netflix or one of those. And I was like, man, all these Marvel shows have like bright, shiny colors as their logos. They're really catchy. They're eye catchers. They pop. And then you look up some of the DC shows and they're, they're really dark and, just you know muted colors and you have to really know what you're looking for
1: right and of course you could break that down into several different things i mean dc has a lot of success with uh teen titans go and uh that kind of thing whereas marvel has the hulks and hulk and ages of smash and and that stuff going on and not being you know with, with with children of different ages um they like different things. So it depends on who's looking at it and, and, and why. So,
0: so dude, uh, looks like a lot of your WB shows or CW shows get renewed.
1: Yeah. All the DC stuff got renewed. Of course, that's 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 pushing into season three and four for about just about everything besides, uh, well, no, even legends of tomorrow is, well, that's its third season being popped up and you know, that's, i'm not a huge dc fan but i am a fan of what's on the cw and i I really like them doing more and more in fact another news story that relates to that constantine is coming back not as the show but it's on animated on cwc now i will seek this out because i think matt ryan did a great job as constantine in that show
0: absolutely i was gonna say that that looked awesome the, the question I have for you about all your DC now, stuff, how much of these next following seasons are going to be directed by Kevin Smith?
1: Uh, funny you mention that. Uh, Kevin Smith is actually... He hasn't said anything about what's upcoming, of course, because he, he can't speak to that. Now, his his episode of Supergirl is coming up on January 23rd, but he also did speak to he's going to have... Uh, he has been offered to direct an episode of The Goldbergs, which he's getting the the 80s Batman, Michael Keaton Batman episode.
0: Oh, that's going to be awesome.
1: Yeah, but before we leave this, Constantine, I wanted to uh, say that it's uh, going to be 5-6 10-minute episodes on CWC, just like uh, Vixen was. So, And hopefully that will bleed into getting a series back on TV.
0: That is going to be awesome.
1: Um, Now, moving on to one of our other pieces of news, Uncharted, the video game to movie, hopefully, script is done. So, how do you feel about Uncharted?
0: I'm excited to see, I mean, obviously, it's going to translate very well to the screen, as long as the story is done well, you know, it... It should be fairly simple. Do a beefed-up version of Indiana Jones and have fun, man. I mean, it's going it's going to be great just over-the-top action scene after action scene with intense, nail-biting action all the way around. It should be great.
1: Yeah, and Uncharted is one of the games I have played. I have uh, Uncharted 2, and I really, really enjoy that game. Nathan Drake is... Uh... Well acted, a well-rounded character. Uh, this whoever does the stories on those games is is really good, and, and there's a lot of hype behind it. I'm just hoping it doesn't go the Assassin's Creed route. You could get a Indiana Jones uh, franchise out of the these movies if done right. And who who would you pick for Nathan Drake? By the way,
0: might as well keep the first name the same and go with Nathan Fillion. Yeah. <laughs>
1: I was thinking maybe Jensen Ackles?
0: I could see that. I could see Jensen Ackles. He's really itching to get into the big screen, isn't he?
1: Well, I mean, he just does such a great job in in that mode of character on Supernatural. I think it wouldn't be too much of a change up. But I mean an honest an honest take on the character, I I don't know. I don't I don't ha- have enough broad vision to, to to think of somebody like that but i, I, think I really he hope would do, a good one work
0: he'll do a great job and uh by the way did you see supernatural got renewed for its 13th season today
1: no not yet but that's that's wonderful oh my god that show should have ended eight uh, five seasons ago
0: dude it should have ended five seasons ago i thought season 10 this is where they're gonna end it i'm okay with this and then it just kept on going i was like well okay i'll keep watching i guess Good it It Lord. just keeps going. I like it. I enjoy it.
1: Now, I did spill the beans on this earlier, but of course, Rogue One just recently crossed nine hundred million worldwide. Ah, uh, that's four hundred and seventy seven million domestic. I think this thing is gonna hit a billion, so i I think Disney knocked it out of the park. Yeah, just just a
0: little bit, you know, That's pretty amazing. <laughs> it's such a good movie.
1: Um, I also did see now, this was mentioned before but uh, the new Mutants movie I talked about and was fanboying about uh, is supposed to include an appearance by McAvoy, so I like Professor X.
0: That's going to be awesome, man. Way to go. I'm excited about that movie. That should be really good. All right, dude. It's time for me to ask you a question, and and I've told you that this is going to happen, but there's a little bit of internet conspiracy theory going around right now. Since the new year, my YouTube feed has started recommending these videos again because I think there's a resurgence of people finding new stuff. And what it's called is the Mandela Effect. One theory I read, there's a bunch of different theories as to why this is happening. And one of the most unique it is, first let me tell you what it is. They believe that somewhere in the multiverse that some of us have been slipping seamlessly back and forth to different from different universes and we don't know it because we remember things from other universes and now they're different in this universe so some of the top topics that people ask questions about I've made note of Outside of our show notes that we both look at, and I would like to ask you about these things. Num- number one, Mr. Ventura, please go ahead with your questions. When did Nelson Mandela die? He didn't. That that's incorrect. He he died like two years ago during the <laughs> Obama administration. No, I must be the, in another universe. The, the the reason I ask is there's many people that have the memory of being told Nelson Mandela died in prison in the 80s. And there are tons of people that honestly believe this, that Nelson Mandela died in the 80s in prison. How many people were in the car with JFK when he got assassinated?
1: Him and five others, six people.
0: That is the correct answer. A lot of people believe it was just four. In fact, there have been models found on the internet, where people have put just four, even though the original car had a triple bench seat, so there were six people in the car, correct?
1: Yeah, well, you know, I'm not the right person to ask about that, because as you mentioned earlier before the show, I'm kind of a JFK guy, so like, I've like been to Daily Plaza. I've seen the models. That's good.
0: You're the person I want to ask so far. You're, you're fine in this universe. You are just fine. You may not have slipped. Here is where I have found my first slip growing up. And I know this may set off because of our age difference. There was a set of children's books about a family of bears. Do you remember the name of this family?
1: Yeah, I mean it's the Bernstein Bears. I, I think right. everybody just learned it wrong, but please go but ahead.
0: There the reason oh, let me explain this for people listening. There's there's the Bernstein Bears. And when I was growing up, I remember the Bernstein Bears. B-E-R-E-N-S-T-E-I-N. And that's a, incorrect. It's actually the Burn Stain Bears, S-T-A-I-N, spelled completely different, but in my head, I remember S-T-E-I-N. I remember it, I remember it, I remember it. I, I know I do. But so that could be one example of time slippage <sighs> or, or, or universe slippage. What, what is the famous quote
1: from Forrest Gump? Life is like a box of chocolates, you never know what you're going to get.
0: That is incorrect. No, that is the, the famous quote. <laughs> no, that is incorrect. No, that's correct. The, the quote, it's an oversized hat because it's funny. It's funny. Get the, that off me! The original quote is, life was like a box of chocolates. You'll never know what you're going to get. Don't ask me. Just look it up. That's the way it is. So you could be uh you could have slipped through another universe where, you know, Forrest Gump said it differently.
1: All right, Mr. Thomas. You had Transformers when you were young. Was you it on me? Was there ever a blue blue streak? Yes. That is yeah. that huh? is incorrect, sir. There never was a blue Datson release. They were all silver and grey. No way. There was a blue one. There is not. It was blue and silver. There is not a blue-blue streak. That's incorrect. (laughs) Look it up, sir. Okay, okay. Now, I can explain Uh, that, though. I I got two more for you. Whenever the uh, uh, advertising material was done, it was done using the early test models from Japan, which were based on Diaclone, which did have a blue-blue streak. Almost every first and second year catalog had a blue-blue streak in it. There are thousands of Transformers fans that swear up and down they had a blue-blue streak. Nobody has been able to produce any evidence that they had one. Everyone that's found, found their originals, it was silver and gray.
0: Mandela effect. <laughs> Universe slippage. Alright, um, on the, the board game Monopoly, there's uh, Uncle Moneybags. What is his uh, signature look? What What does he have with him? A top hat cane and monocle. That is incorrect. He does not have a monocle. Even Ace Ventura made fun of him with a monocle and Uncle Money Pennybags I'm sorry, Uncle Pennybags does not have a monocle. Hold
1: on a second. Hold on.
0: But no, dude. Uncle Money Pennybags did not have a monocle. I don't understand. Why would Ace Ventura make fun of him with his monocle if he doesn't have a monocle? But he doesn't have a monocle. And I saved the best for last. Because this should be something that we know absolutely. And I, I I read it, so therefore I didn't have somebody ask me the question. So when I found out the information, I was like, oh, yeah, that's the way it is. The question is, in Empire Strikes Back, when Vader and Luke are fighting and he's about to have the big reveal... What does he say to Luke when he says Obi Wan never told you what happened to your father? He says
1: he told, he told me, me you killed him. He told me you killed him. He says no, he says no, I am your father.
0: That is correct. Of course, it's of correct.
1: People,
0: a lot of people believe he says no, Luke. I am your father. Well, that's be- no, no. That's
1: doesn't. that's completely because everybody cannibalizes that term. Since that movie came out, people have made that joke. Luke, I am your father. That's where people get that. It's not from the movie. People aren't misremembering that. They've just been mistold that. Well, now you're destroying the Mandela effect. All
0: right <laughs> you you need to you need to get on to some of these YouTube channels and set them straight there. But listen,
1: Mister Flat Earther. Look, I can explain this very whoa, whoa, easily. Whoa, whoa,
0: whoa let's let's not let's not go crazy there.
1: Ah. Here you go. Whenever I was young, I don't know how I learned it this way, but there was a sign, and you see this sign every day. Everybody sees this sign. There's a sign out there in the world that says, Trucks Turning. Very simple. Very two-word sign. Whenever I was young and learning to read, I learned that sign said, Truckers Trucking. (laughs) Really? (laughs) To, To this day... When I see that sign, it reads Trucker's Trucking to me. Even though I know I have to stop a go that says trucks turning. That's funny. That's just the way the human brain works. Yep. A local hall in which you got a
0: you got a yeah, a decent haul. What would you get?
1: Well, I got no comics. I, I can't lie. I haven't be, I had the ability nor the time nor the money to go. Anywhere and look for anything. But, what I did save up for finally happened. I found an NES classic.
0: You lucky. Oh, you're so lucky.
1: Six o'clock in the morning, our Walmart, only one left. They put out the case at midnight. I guess five lucky people in our town were freaking out and nobody else came until I got there, so... Yeah, I got I got one and oh it is so nice. So perfect. Playing uh, Punch-Out, playing Excitebike, playing Mario. Uh Do- even Donkey Kong 2 or, or Donkey Kong Jr., which there so is no how Donkey quick Kong is it? 2. How quick is it? It's it's on. It's ready to go. You turn that power button, boom, it's there. Well, what about changing in between games? Uh no problem. You hit reset, you're back at the uh, menu screen. It's that beautiful is so cool it is oh. beautiful and I've already seen I've already seen hacks to load more games on it
0: that's awesome that is incredible
1: but uh yeah I am very happy I got this I mean I know I know for about the same money you could probably build a, a, a Raspberry Pi uh, emulator with every, anything you want on it even uh, but they're oh. There's just something about having that official Nintendo box, everything, doing it right, having it there. Uh, it, it was like Christmas morning again, and man, I, I it's 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 money well spent. Um, I'm jealous. But uh, I, as soon as I got it, as soon as I stopped playing, I got on YouTube and looked how to make a SNES. There's already people that have uh, are selling 3D print. Cases for a Raspberry Pi that are Super Nintendo's. So oh you can goodness. build a Super Nintendo cabinet like under $100, boom, it's there. You've got it. Oh. You've got all the games. So I don't know. I, I may, I may, uh, ooh, I don't want to make a promise I can't keep, but I may try to build me a Raspberry Pi main, main machine just for Super Nintendo stuff. Well, I mean,
0: if you're building one, why not build two? <laughs>
1: Amen, brother.
0: I mean, you know, I'm
1: just saying. I'm just ashamed you didn't have this idea, so you could build, too.
0: Oh, I, I'm glad I didn't have this idea, because I want you you to build it.
1: <laughs>
0: but it oh, uh, looks
1: like you scored on some local haul this week.
0: I, I did not. I don't have anything, man. <laughs> the only thing I got is uh, I'm still waiting. Our our mail got delayed today because of the snow. The... the almighty half an inch of snow that we got down here in arkansas and caused chaos i have some books on pull list that are finally coming from uh mycomicshop.com uh but i'm gonna say this i think i may start small and collect a few funko pops
1: boo
0: Dude, you, I, I've already put it out there on other social media that I may start collecting, and I haven't reached... I have. You're, you're the first person to say boo. Everybody else has been like, go for it. Do it. Find the few that you know you want, that you know you like, and well, focus now, on them first.
1: That I'm all behind. Find the few you really love. Like, I have within reach the Funko Pop Voltron. It's the only one I own. It's the only one I thought that was worth owning. I have seen other stuff. I've I've seen ones I'd like to have had if only they did it a little bit differently. But I mean, and you can't really argue with the price. They're cheap. They're collectible. That's there's a reason they're so popular. Yeah. But that one good enough for me until they come along with uh, either the the new Voltron look on one or just something amazing down the road. I'm well, good. there
0: there are new Voltron ones. They're at Target right now. I seen them yesterday. The The one I'm really looking for right now is there is a Spider-Man Civil War edition in which he is holding Cap's shield. Nice. That's the one I want. But that, that's just something I may start small collecting. Uh, and that brings us to Lost in Time or where we look back at movies and games that we, from our youth and TV shows and stuff like that. What do you got for us this week?
1: Well, I wanted to start out with, I'm breaking the model. Not a toy, but a time in video games where, number one, there were arcades, which, I mean, there's still arcades. You can find them. But whenever even podunk towns like Batesville, Arkansas had a, running arcade and even on top of that an even smaller genre sit-down arcade games what are the ones you remember
0: well sit-down arcade games there's always the motorcycle game that you can play there's the f1 uh racer game where it's a manual transmission and no matter what you do you still spin out because it's such a horrible game i loved I thought that sit down games really became fun when, you know, like Big Trucking and Cruising USA nah. that those came out. Weird. I loved those. And then you can step it up even newer. And I will say this, I have dropped my fair amount of money into the Pod Racer game for episode one. And I, I enjoyed the shit out of that game. That was fun.
1: Well, you're you're dancing around where I want to go, and I think it's showing our age difference. I'm talking about games like Afterburner had a sit down version of that game where you're inside, you know, the machine. You you get inside a canopy. Uh, oh yeah. And then the original Star Wars arcade game had a sit down where you're inside the X-wing. Uh, that that was a great time in arcade games, like. I, I, I just... Uh, I can't explain how, how great it was at that time. You know, every gas station had at least one or two uh, arcade games. And you didn't really see the sit-down ones until you went to, like, Little Rock and, and went to the official arcade or somebody happened to have one. Like, our, um, our Video Mart just somehow had one of the sit-down Star Wars arcade games. You know, the one with the vector, uh, uh, just simple oh, yeah. lines, and you go, you go on that Death Star run, and, ugh, man, that was a good time. Absolutely. Um, that, Absolutely. that kind of Even game. our
0: little bowling alley had uh, a couple of those when we were growing up.
1: Yeah, you didn't have, like, Donkey Kong or something like that, but, I mean, where it made sense, those kind of games. I remember uh, the Afterburner sit-down, the only one I ever seen was at Wild River Country in Little Rock.
0: That is awesome. Did you see, uh, just recently, it's funny you bring up sit-down games. They they announced that a new sit-down game is coming to America. It's being released in Japan already, but it is a sit-down Gundam Wing in which you sit down inside the cockpit and take over a Gundam.
1: Nice.
0: You you have the uh, I've watched videos of people playing it. There's the hand controls to where you actually put your arms inside the the arm controllers, and as you move your hands, you get to see the the mechs. Uh, hands come out in front of you, you're you know, sitting in the cockpit, so you just have a first-person view of everything, and it looked amazing.
1: Uh, that would really work for a uh, Robotech game, too.
0: Oh, absolutely, dude. The, if this gets perfected, we, we could be looking at a whole new era of sit-down games, because with the way graphics are nowadays... And the way VR is, really, you, you could just go inside a bubble, put on a headset, and as long as the controls are around you, you would be fine. Oh, yeah. It would be incredible. Um, I I went back, and I just wanted to touch on something else that had been brought up a couple of podcasts ago, in which I stuttered when you asked me a question and you said, name one good Genesis game. And and I, and I hesitated and I said, Sonic, and you, you've you given me crap about that ever Boo! since. And, and so I started looking back and, dude, you know what I remembered? My brother and I played Aladdin
1: so much. We loved that game. Let me ask you this. <laughs> well, how is Aladdin on your list and Lion King isn't? Because Aladdin was an incredible game, dude. The The first time you start doing that,
0: uh, there there's a maze level where the rug, you're flying on the rug and you have to do all these, uh, go through the motions, up, down, left, right, all this fun stuff just to get through this maze. It is seriously one of the most intense parts in any video game I remember growing up. It was an incredible game. And And not to mention, there's other great games that are out there on Genesis, you know. We were the, the, the people that played the Genesis, which you said you were a Genesis owner. You got the blood on Mortal Kombat without having to put in a code. That's correct. You got Street Fighter 2. And, and you actually got the good version of Street Fighter 2 because a lot of people complained that when you played it on the SNES, there was a lag to it and the controls didn't respond that well because the Genesis had that nice round control pad D-pad that made it easier to do the special moves.
1: Yeah, you know Genesis people had it pretty good. I mean uh, the the thing about the Genesis was it didn't have those top tier names you recognize. I mean, you had to by word of mouth or trial and error find those good games like Comic Zone. Nobody knew what that was, so they played it and then they loved it. Altered Beast was the premier game that came out with it, and it was pretty good. They got a Contra game on the console. Um, yep. They got Streets of Rage, man. You know Ninja Gaiden. Street. They got their own Castlevania. Uh, Castlevania Bloodlines was on that one. Um, you know but you didn't have your Mega Man you didn't have your uh your Mario you know so it was Genesis people were always Sega people were always trying to feel like they were playing second fiddle and uh, it, it was just really tough to find those good games
0: absolutely but I'm just saying there were some really good ones out there and if uh since you like to break the mold, I'm breaking the mold on one. And when I talk about my lost in time, you know, an older TV show, we, we've started off with cartoons. But since then, we've kind of branched out. For me, this is one of the first sitcoms I remember sitting down and watching on my own. Like, you know, there, there were those sitcoms that you remember watching with your mom and dad. But more than likely they had the remote control they put it on that channel you you really probably weren't arguing the point as to watching the show so in time you learned to love it one of the first sitcoms that i remember enjoying on my own was wkrp in cincinnati
1: lonnie anderson
0: lonnie anderson howard hessman tim reed who, who made a resurgence with that 70s show, finally being Hyde's dad. I loved WKRP. And honestly, I, I think that's where a lot of my love for radio television came from. I thought Johnny Fever was one of the coolest dudes growing up.
1: You know, <laughs> funny enough, I was going to put... uh. Wolfman Jack in Lost in Time earlier today. You know who that is, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Because he used to be all over cartoons in the 80s. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But he was a 70s DJ guy. He was one of those DJ personalities. I mean, if if we're going to talk about radio stuff right now, I mean, you got to be in the mindset of the 70s era radio. DJ personalities were like, gosh, what were they like today? I mean, they were pop stars on radio. I mean, oh yeah! You don't. You just don't you, have that today.
0: Your your DJ was as famous, if not more famous, locally than the stars of the music that they were presenting.
1: Yeah, like Wolfman Jack would show up on Scooby Doo, or he had his oh, own yeah. cartoon at one time.
0: Well, and then there's the the king of them all, Casey Kasem. Casey Kasem, voice of Shaggy. Uh Rick. Uh, Rick D's. Oh, Rick D's Weekly Top 40, man. I I remember listening to that on Sundays, driving around uh, back probably, I don't remember, Um, I had to be like 13 or 14 not wanting to listen to the parents' music, so I probably had on the FM setting on my Walkman, and I would listen to the radio, and I remember listening to Rick D's Weekly Top 40. It's craziness, man. But I just wanted to say I, I love WKRP. That's my uh, throwback for this week.
1: Yeah, mine, I mean, this isn't my, well, my, uh, have you seen it? But mine, comparable to that, would be uh, Soap.
0: Oh, Soap was awesome, dude. An incredible, another incredible TV show.
1: Uh, but my Lost in Time is the Disney, the Disney Sunday movie. And, uh, my specific example is Mr. Boogity. There was a couple of specials they did, uh, that just resonate in my, my childhood. But, uh, since the sixties, there's been kind of a anthology program of Disney on TV up until like the cable era. Um, they don't really have it anymore because they have their own channels on cable and blah, blah, blah. But we're talking about in the world of the three big television stations, uh, every Sunday night, the Disney Sunday movie where they show Disney movies uh, that they own, that they license, or original movies like Mr. Boogity. Uh, That's just what, instead of Walking Dead, you had a Disney movie on on Sunday night.
0: Yeah. It it would come on uh, around prime time, seven o'clock. And it was ABC, I believe, for us. And, you know, there's the whole big intro where you get to see the Disney castle. And I remember, you know, the... Tinkerbell flies across the screen and it says Disney, and then you watch your movie. And that was every Sunday night there was a Disney movie. I, I dude, I love that thing. Um, if I remember right, in like my era, it came on after America's Funniest Home Videos.
1: That sounds right. Yeah.
0: That's awesome, dude. I totally forgot about those Disney movies. And that leads us into. Have you seen it? I have! Oh. You haven't <laughs> seen it. What What movie would you like me to see, then, if you've seen it?
1: Well, I know you've seen it, too. Um, I wanted to talk about Princess Mononoke. Um, one of the seminal anime movies ever. And of course, this is by Hayao Miyazaki, the uh, mastermind behind all of these kind of movies, and Studio Ghibli, specifically. Um... That is such a great movie. Um, now, have you seen it? Part of it. Part of it. Okay. Well, if you've seen Snow White and the Huntsman, you've also seen part of it.
0: <laughs> yes. I, yeah, I've only I've only seen part of it. I've never seen the whole thing yet.
1: You know, it's this Japanese uh, mythical supernatural story about wood spirits and. Uh, uh, people communing with nature and fighting against nature, and uh, it, it is such a good movie to experience. It's well told. It's well directed. It's it's some of the best animation you'll ever see. Um, if if animation isn't your thing, it's not for you. Whatever. If if Japanese animation is your thing, it's not for you. <laughs> but it is if you can let go and just become part of a movie. This is a great one to watch. Um, you know, any Studio Ghibli film is really good. Any Miyazaki film um, is really good. Now there are a lot weirder ones like uh, Spirited Away or Howl's Moving Castle are a little different. So I mean, yeah, uh, they take some you know thinking, but it's it's just such an enjoyable movie. Um, and there's in and Snow White and the Huntsman steals a scene out of that movie it's really beautiful and it's 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 done well. It's just I'm like, I was watching that movie. I'm like, how did why is Princess Mononoke in this movie? That's
0: funny.
1: <laughs> like it took me straight out of it. Like if you hadn't seen it before, it's probably a really beautiful, r- really well shot uh, scene. But it's just crazy. Yeah, uh, just uh, animated animated movies in general, especially anime, especially Miyazaki. Princess Mononoke, is awesome. a great movie. Yeah.
0: And mine is is as far from that as possible. Um, This week, I chose The Program. Now, have you seen The Program?
1: I actually have not, to my shame.
0: Okay, it is a sports movie, uh, obviously. It's about football. I'm a big football fan. It's about a school that... Anybody that is a football fan that watches this movie will instantly know that the movie is based off Florida State University. But they call themselves East State University, and it follows the story of a Heisman hopeful quarterback who has alcohol issues, and you get kind of the insight into the college football life, that of... <clears throat> extreme steroid use and drug testing and the penalties for breaking ncaa rules and that may sound boring to you but this cast when i tell you this cast it has james Kahn, it has a young halle berry it has a very young omar epps joey lauren adams christy swanson this is a great movie and even if you're not a sports fan, you you should give it a try just to see if you like it. If you are a sports fan, this should be one that's in your wheelhouse, and and you need to watch it.
1: I may have to do that. Looks like 1993.
0: Yes, 1993 is when it came out. It's it's just an awesome movie, man.
1: Joey Lauren Adams. Haven't seen her since uh, Mallrats. Mallrats.
0: Right. You know she's from Jonesboro, correct?
1: I know she uh, went to school in Little Rock because my ex-brother-in-law went to school with her and her brother her brother uh, her brother died in a car wreck
0: correct right. yep she was uh, born and raised in Jonesboro though which is the another college town in Arkansas but that moves to our don't see it and I would like you to go first because I have a feeling when I say mine we we already got into a pre-podcast squabble over mine so let, let's get yours out of the way
1: well, mine's just common sense. Captain in the game master. Don't don't watch it. What? <laughs> Nintendo fans I, don't watch it. Don't watch it. Nope. While I agree with you, I
0: you know, I have to watch it.
1: No, the no that Mega Man voice. Oh my God! Just just hit me in the face, please.
0: This is true.
1: And it's then Simon Belmont. Bad. Simon Belmont, the best. <laughs> One of the Castlevania being one of the best Nintendo games ever, Simon Belmont is this vain blonde haired guy with a mirror.
0: He's awesome.
1: <sighs> Dude, I like Captain in the Game Master, I'm sorry. You thought you were Captain in the Game Master. You bought in. You were drinking the Kool Aid. That's your problem. Of course
0: I was. That's what I do.
1: Have you known me? Drinking the Kool Aid over here.
0: Yes. I'm, I'm thirsty right now. I need a glass Kool-Aid. Somebody bring me something cool. Um, now mine, see, this is almost like Captain in the Game Master. I chose a movie that, if I think about it objectively, it's not a great movie. But because of my childhood, I watch it and I'm drawn to it. Because I know every word of the movie and that is Superman 3.
1: Wow, I can't say that.
0: The, <laughs> the, the Superman with Richard Pryor, the Superman where he chokes, or Clark Kent and Superman become two separate entities, and it, it's just it's so horrible. And like, No,
1: nah, man, you got to... The, oh, man, just as a kid, that scene where the computer like wraps that girl up...
0: And you becomes know, a becomes, robot? She
1: becomes a cyborg... Yeah, that scared the ever living shit out of me as a kid. I will Dude, tell you I that remember, right now. I remember it being freaky. It was freaky. I'm telling you. I I like first time I seen that. I didn't want to watch it again. I, uh. So
0: so should Superman three be a don't see it or or are you like? Here's the thing. If you're listening to this, well, if you're an eight you year old ca- kid, yeah, don't see it. No. <laughs> no, but but right now, it, let's say somebody listens to this podcast and they have never seen Superman three. Do they really need to watch Superman three?
1: I would say stop at Superman three. Yes, yes. I would say you, if you would say I would say it. I would I say know, if you're going to watch Christopher Reeves one, two, and three, you do it. You just power through it. Not so no. much – no, don't do four. Don't ever do no. four. Oh, ever, ever. That's ever. already
0: been on Don't See It, and that, that still stands to this day. Ever,
1: But it's worth now, repeating. Don't ever see Superman 4. Right. now, Now, before
0: the podcast, I said you seen on the show notes that I had Superman 3 down here, and you said, no, you should put Superman 2. Now, listen here, man. Don't, don't be don't be dissing my Superman, too. I love that movie. I know there's a lot of cheese in that movie. I know Superman has some weird powers in that movie. <laughs> I, you mean the I cellophane Kryptonian under-
1: take-down? the cellophane, uh, uh, yes, Kryptonian uh, take the cellophane down? S. Their, their famous S. power?
0: I, I understand. I understand it all. I know that it's really weird. The mind-wiping uh, kiss
1: powers? Yes.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I understand that. But that is a good movie. I love it. I I love it even more now that I've watched the Richard Donner cut. It, it will always be an extreme classic. And it will never be in my don't see it.
1: Well, I agree with that. I'm j i am was just giving you crap. You know, you can't Oh I know. you you don't have Neil before Zod without Superman two, and you're not taking that away from me out of my cold dead hands, so
0: this is true. This is very true.
1: Now before we did anything else, I did want to mention um, we have a special announcement. The Melba Theater in Batesville, Arkansas on January twenty second and January twenty fourth are going to be showing a double feature only theater in Arkansas that's doing this, showing Ultraman S and Ultraman X, the movie, back-to-back. They are uh, one of uh, very limited theaters showing this movie across the United States. Um, Alaska, Arizona, Arkansas, California, Colorado, Florida, Idaho, Illinois. I mean, it's touring the country melba theater is the only theater in arkansas you'll be able to see this so mark your calendars for january 22nd 24th come down to batesville arkansas come visit us come visit uh, adam kurt and joel at the melba theater uh try the food on main street and come have a good time seeing this movie now i will be there at this movie um I don't know if it's the 22nd or the 24th yet that I'm going to go see this. But I will go see it. And I may be helping him out. And uh, they may be helping us out with something in the future that I won't speak about currently. But uh, I'm excited for this. Uh, Adam's been talking about this for a while. So, man. I mean, we went to see... Which Dragon Ball movie was it we went to see at one one theater?
0: Battle of the Gods.
1: Yeah, Battle of the Gods. We went to uh, Hot Springs to see that. Um, this is a very similar similar deal. Um, Ultraman was a thing that was on TV when I was little. Uh, I didn't understand it exactly, but I knew it was something kind of like Godzilla because there were really big people uh, kicking over really small buildings. <laughs> so I liked it automatically. And uh, this is a great opportunity for uh, Batesville, Arkansas and for the Melba Theater. So I- I'm happy to see that we're starting to get stuff like this filter into our hometown.
0: That is awesome, man. I am so excited. I hope I'm able to make it one of the days. I'm hoping that we're able to put this podcast out on enough pages in Arkansas that I know there are several places around here that should help us out and post the podcast notification so that people can get this information so that they can meet us there and see the movies with us and see how awesome the Melba is. And it would be incredible. But let's say the people that are listening want to get in touch with us. How do they do that? Well, you can find me at Maynard98. You can find both of us at NotSoSouthernG's.
1: You can find me at Ricky Westbrook on Twitter. You can search NotSoSouthernGentleman on Facebook. We're all over SoundCloud, Stitcher.
0: Google Play and iTunes. And dude, I will say this our Facebook page has definitely received way more traffic this week recently. And we appreciate everybody that is messaging us on there. Please continue to like comment, share, share that page, get it out there. Show your friends that you know that you're like, well, you know, I got a couple of friends that I know collect comics or love movies or love anime and stuff. And they, they don't listen to y'all yet well share it with them tag them in the post let's get them over here let's get them listening and enjoying everything and i I just am excited for 2017 and to grow this podcast into something that I, i really hope it can become
1: for not so southern gentlemen i am ricky
0: and i'm sean
1: now you're playing with power